I'm done with my shower, but the plastic electronic baby is still crying. It was supposed to be quiet by now, but it isn't. My forever parents are sitting on the couch watching a movie. My forever mom has her feet in a bucket of water. She says lately they have been swollen. I walk out into the living room and stand in front of her and wait, because she is a woman. I'm a lot more comfortable with women than I am with men. Hey, Jenny, my forever mom says while my forever dad presses the pause button. What's up? It looks as though you might have something to say. Jenny, says my forever dad. Have you been picking out your hands again? They're bleeding. That was two questions, so I don't say anything. Then my forever mom says, Jenny, what's wrong? I don't want the plastic electronic baby anymore, I say. She brushes her hair off her forehead. I like her hair a lot. She let me try to put it in pigtails this summer. It's been almost 40 minutes since you went into the shower, she says. Did you try to make it stop? Here, hold this until we can get you some Band-Aids. She gives me a napkin. I gave it a bottle and changed its diaper three times, I say. I rocked it and it wouldn't stop crying, so I st Then I stopped talking. It's making a different sort of sound now, my forever dad says. I didn't know it could get that loud. Can you please make it stop? I say to my forever mom. And then again, please. It's great to hear you asking for help, my forever mom says. Patrice would be proud. Far away down the hallway, I hear the crying again, so I start looking for places to hide. Because I remember that Gloria always used to come out of the bedroom in the apartment when I couldn't get my baby doll to stop, especially if she had a man friend over. Sometimes when it cried and I heard her coming, I used to take my baby doll and climb out the window. I grab the napkin tight and close my eyes. If you make it stop, I'll ask for help all the time, I say, and then I open them again. I'll go have a look, my forever dad says. He stands up. When he walks past me, I recoil. Then I see that he isn't Gloria. He looks at me funny and walks into the hallway. I hear him open the door to my room. The crying gets louder again. I don't know if this idea is working my forever mom says. We wanted you to see what it was like to have a real baby in the house, but this is not turning out like we planned. In my bedroom, the crying gets as loud as it can get. My forever dad comes back out again. One of his hands is in his hair. She put it in her suitcase, he says. What? I had to follow the sound. I didn't see it anywhere at first. She crammed it in there with a bunch of blankets and stuffed animals, zipped it shut, and then forced it back under her bed, he says. Jenny, why would you do a thing like that? My forever mom says. It wouldn't stop crying, I say. Yes, but... My forever dad interrupts her. Look, it's going to drive us all nuts if we don't put an end to this. I tried to make it stop, but I couldn't do it either. I think it's at the point of no return. Let's just call Mrs. Winkleman. Mrs. Winkleman is the health teacher. She said she gave the emergency phone number to Jenny this morning, my forever mom says. 
It's on a piece of paper. Check in her backpack. He walks into the hall and opens the door to my bedroom again. I cover my ears. He comes out holding my backpack. My forever mom finds the paper and takes out her phone. Mrs. Winkleman, I hear her say. Yes, this is Ginny's mom. I'm sorry to call so late, but I'm afraid we're having a problem with the baby. Don't worry, forever girl, my forever dad says to me. This will all be over in a few minutes, and then you can get ready for bed. I'm sorry this is so intense and nerve-wracking. We really thought. My forever mom puts the phone down. She says there's a hole in the back of its neck. You have to put a paper clip into the hole to touch a button and shut it off. He goes into the office, and then he comes out again and walks down the hall into my bedroom. I start counting.